are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a little fun show for you today. Obviously, last night was episode two of The Bachelorette. Got some stuff to go over on that. Going to talk about some shows that I'm watching. Probably the stuff you're going to hear me cover most in the Daily Roundup. Pop culture news and might end with a little home run derby stuff. We'll see how it goes. We will get to that momentarily. As always, this podcast, I shouldn't say as always, but today's podcast is brought to you by Dame Products. When you think of Reality Steve, you think of vibrators, right? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you will look forward to. Use the code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Also, Organifi. Go to Organifi.com and use code REALITYSTEVE for 20% off your next order. That's Organifi.com slash REALITYSTEVE. Also, use code REALITYSTEVE for 20% off your next order. A superfood blend that tastes amazing and makes it easier for everyone to choose their own health every day. And also, download Trivia Star, the number one trivia game in the Apple or Google Store. So we've got last night's episode, and there were a lot of things that happened right off the bat. And this is, you know, if you want to get my full, more fleshed out thoughts on episode two, just go to realityseed.com today and read the recap. But a few things that I want to go over here in the podcast. This this notion, it's like every season we get the guys in the speedo at some point it's like without fail there is going to be a date where the guys are going to be i mean we all know they're going to go shirtless at some point but we're also putting them in a speedo or some sort of banana hammock to basically try and embarrass them it happens all the time so at the beginning of the episode when Rachel and Gabby were sitting there and it was raining outside and they were supposed to have a pool party that day and they changed it to, well, what are we going to do? We want to see what the guys look like. It's like, okay. (laughs) It's exactly what we expect. This is what the show does. God forbid if The Bachelor said, you know what? It's raining outside. What's a way I can check out the women's bodies? But we know they do that every season. They either put them in lingerie, they put them in a pillow fight, They'll put them in bikinis. They'll put them in what they do for Ben Higgins season on that first that smell test date where they put them in uh, all white, uh, just biker, you know, in the athletic gear. I mean, it's just this show has never changed. They can talk about all the diversity they want and we're going to do better. Bullshit. It's a joke. You saw me tweet it out last night and put it on my Instagram story, the recycled post on Instagram where they said that uh, they condemn racism, bullying, and hate in all forms and have introduced new community guidelines for interacting on our posts. We will be deleting comments which are abusive towards our cast members and reserve the right to block users who display this behavior. And then you go under it and you look at all the hateful comments that were still left. They did nothing. You know, they came out in episode one this season and essentially bullied a former lead in Clayton. They don't give a shit. I hope you're not buying any of this, that this that this show is selling. That's what I'm here for, to tell you this stuff. If you haven't picked up on it already. 
I thought it was interesting that Jordan V got the first one-on-one of the season only because I was simultaneously watching the Home Run Derby last night and Corey Seager and Jordan V look like twins. And they both got eliminated within 20 minutes of each other last night. What timing? Pretty funny. I think when you... Now, when Jordan V got eliminated on his one-on-one date, the only other time I remember a one-on-one date happening where someone got eliminated, but yet there was still a concert to come, a private concert, was during Sean Lowe's season with Leslie. And he was supposed to have a private concert, but he let her go because there just was no connection. But the thing about Jordan, the first one-on-one of the season has never gone to somebody who got eliminated. That's never happened before. So that was definitely a first last night. And I believe that was only the second time a one-on-one date that was supposed to lead into a private concert, the person was sent home. The actual date itself was, you know, as we said, a repeat of Nick and Vanessa's date in Los Angeles. I don't understand... Well, I shouldn't say I don't understand why they're casting these people who clearly make it known that, hey, if I get to the end and they sick with somebody else... I'm going to leave. I know why they do it. It's for the dramatic purpose. Not that Chris had ever had a chance of getting to the Final Four, but that just kind of shows you how delusional he was even talking about fantasy suites, or as he called it, the fantasy room. I, I believe that's in Never Neverland at Disneyland. The fantasy room? Who calls it the fantasy room? The show's been on the air 46 seasons. This guy comes on and calls it the fantasy room. Yeah, uh, for that reason alone, he should have been eliminated. But just every single word out of that guy's mouth last night just screamed toxic masculinity. So I feel not sorry at all for Chris for everything that happened to him. Now, does that mean that you need to go on his social media platforms and tell him to kill himself? No. Does it mean you need to go on his social media for, uh, platforms and call him names? No. Just accept what he did. Think to yourself. You can say it with your friends. Say whatever you feel about Chris to your friends. Just leave it off social media. There's no point to add this to social media. And I make this point today in my column. And I feel like it's embarrassing the fact that I have to kind of remind people or say it every season. Hey, don't threaten contestants. Don't go after contestants, parents, employers, which is already happening this season. I mean, who has the time for this kind of stuff? Honestly. You don't like a character that you see on TV. And look, Chris embarrassed himself last night. Totally said everything wrong you could possibly say to a woman 500 times. But that doesn't mean he needs to be attacked or his employer needs to be contacted. Just let it go. Talk shit about him to your friends. But I swear, this toxic vaccination is a joke. These people need to people need to get a, a grip. And like I said, it's embarrassing that I have to say it because anyone that's that has that much hate inside of them 
to say something that nasty on somebody's Instagram page or anywhere on their social media platforms clearly isn't going to listen to me saying, hey, knock it off. But I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it every season. If it reaches one person, I guess it did its job. But, my gosh. Uh, I thought the, um, you know, Nate had a good date, obviously. People seem to be liking Nate so far. Here's something to to um, to look out for, and I noticed this last night. And Jimmy Kimmel has always done this on his show. He'll do like a recap of the episode, but he'll only single out certain words that are used all the time, like journey or like. I mean, a lot of people say, and look, everyone's got a vocal fry. Everyone. I shouldn't say everyone. Most people have a vocal fry. It's just, it's very, unless you practice at it, you're going to say things repetitively a lot. I know I say um a lot, and I'm trying to get better at that. And yes, when we get to the bachelor seasons, usually a lot of the women say like a lot in their sentences. Here's something to keep out to keep your ears open for when it comes to Gabby. She says, yeah, a lot, like a lot, a lot. If Jimmy Kimmel did an episode where he just isolated the times Gabby says, yeah, he could easily do that segment with that. I haven't noticed a vocal fry on Rachel yet. I'm sure she has one because, like I said, a lot of people do. But Gabby's really jumps out to me. She says, yeah, a lot, if you want to keep track of that going forward. The rose ceremony for the first time this season was interesting, I guess, because the roses are just, it was like decided on by Rachel and Gabby that this is how we're going to give away our roses for this particular rose ceremony. Just know that that changes next episode. Because episode three is where, and they kind of hinted at it in the preview for next week's episode, episode three is where something goes down and it forces the women to be like, look, we're we're giving out roses to who we want to be, to we want to pursue. And as you've seen in the previews, some guys reject it and say, I'm here for Gabby. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. Some other stuff to get to. I want to talk about, I know a lot of you have written in, and I, I appreciate the love so far for the Daily Roundup. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm really enjoying doing it. And some of you have like requested things for me to talk about. you got to understand, there's not a lot of reality shows that I'm watching right now. I'm watching Big Brother. I'm watching The Challenge on CBS. And I'm watching F-Boy Island. And there's only two weeks left of episode dumps for before that one's over. So, you know, if you ask me to cover Real Housewives, or I just have never gotten into that. I'm probably not going to watch Love Island on Paramount+. Plus. So when I talk about other shows, it's probably just going to be those three for the time being. And then when Survivor starts up in September, I'll be talking about that. I don't even know if I'm going to watch Dancing with the Stars this season just because it's on streaming, and I don't know. For whatever reason, that's... <laughs> like a big deal to me that it's moved to streaming to where I don't think I'm going to watch it. I'll have to see. I'll have to see the, who, the, who the cast is, but I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Moving on to pop culture news. <laughs> if there was ever a story where you could have written it a week ago, a month ago, two months ago, six months ago, 
from the time they got together. <laughs> it happened again yesterday. You probably saw the headlines. Tristan Thompson seen holding hands with a mystery woman in Greece. Of course he was. I I don't know like what year it started, what year the relationship started and but like I said, I'm a headline reader when it comes to the Kardashians. I know they've been together a few years, at least three or four, right? Five maybe on and off. I mean this sincerely. How many known times has he cheated on her where it's gotten out in the public? Four? Three? And I don't know. Is this considered cheating? I don't know. It doesn't sound like Tristan and Chloe are together. I know they obviously have a baby coming through a surrogate. But does that mean they're together? Are they trying to make it work? Because if it is, I guess this would be cheating. But it just seems like... I, I guess I'm I could have a lot more to say probably if I knew more about the situation, but I don't. So I'm not going to other than I think it's clear that these two should not be together and Chloe should move on and she should not continue to try and make anything work with this guy who clearly is never going to be loyal to her ever. So I guess we would just leave it at that. I hope at some point. Chloe decides, you know what, maybe I shouldn't put any effort into this guy since he puts zero effort in into me, into getting to try and get to a civil situation with me, the mother of his child, or one of his children. It's just, yeesh. I don't know what her, um, I you know, when I brought it up the other day, People reached out and said, yeah, she is dating a financier, I believe. He's in finance or something. But is this going to make her spiral a little bit again? Because it's like he get every time he is with another woman, whether he's in an on and off situation with Chloe, he just always seems to get caught. So he's not very good at cheating. Tristan, you might want to up your cheating game. Because, my gosh, how many times has this guy been caught with another woman while he's been with Chloe? Or Look, I don't know what their situation is. I I know, obviously, the timeline of things that went down, but because people explained it to me after I brought it up that one day. But, yeah, just totally confusing. Also, I want to uh, mention thank you to everyone who reached out to me after yesterday's Daily Roundup to kind of give me the lowdown on the Big Brother and the questions that I had about it. So what I totally blanked on, and everyone reminded me, at least I had, I had about seven or eight emails that all reminded me of the same thing. If Paloma doesn't self-eliminate, if that's what it really was, there was, remember, it was going to be Taylor and Terrence versus one of the women from the backstage pass, and they were going to compete, and the loser was going to be eliminated. So that competition was going to end up being probably the obstacle course, and then they go to the new HOH would have been the pie-eating contest. I totally blanked on that. So thank you to everyone who reminded me that that's probably how things were going to go down. And one final thing here. I want to talk about the baseball all-star game tonight, home run derby in general yesterday. 
The home run derby has never been something that's gotten me overly excited. It just, I mean, it's kind of weird because I expect them to do what they do. You should hit 25 home runs when a batting practice pitcher is throwing 60-mile-an-hour fastballs right down the middle of the plate. Like, these are professional baseball players. I I like how they've kind of changed up the format where it's a timer and it's a head-to-head competition, but it still takes forever. Home run derby should not be taking almost three hours. Last night it was two hours and, like, 45 minutes. That's too long. Now... The baseball all-star game is interesting to me because if you take the major three sports, NFL, NBA, and baseball, you can pretty much say every every year in every sport, the all-star game is just the worst thing that they produce. It is. I mean, the NFL Pro Bowl is a joke. It's just, I mean, they're not even, like, before in the past, I want to say 10 to maybe 10 years ago in the NFL Pro Bowl, they would play football and would tackle each other. It wasn't fierce at all. But they would play and tackle each other. Now it's like, when did it become two-hand touch? And they don't even, they, they're going to get rid of the NFL Pro Bowl. It's so, it's so ridiculous and it's such a joke. It's going to be gone in the next few years, if not by next year. There's no point to play that game. Do a skills competition, which is what they usually have the week of the Pro Bowl. They always have these skills competitions that fans can go out and watch. Let's just watch that. There's no point to play a football game when none of those guys want to get hurt, and nobody's playing at full speed. They're not even playing at half speed. What's the point of that game? Pointless. The NBA All-Star game is a joke until the final quarter when they actually start trying. And you watch it every single year. People watch and go, like, what is this? They're not even trying. It's literally just drive, just get the rebound and throw a lob or shoot a three. The NBA All-Star game is terrible. At least in baseball, when you have a baseball game and you have nine guys against nine guys, there really isn't a way to not try in baseball. Unless the pitchers were up there throwing 80-mile-an-hour fastballs right down the middle of the plate because they don't care to strike anybody out or, or work a count or get a hitter out. All those pitchers are trying. So the second the pitcher is trying, everyone else is trying. So while the baseball also game is it, it's the best of the three in terms of the game itself, I know they, those for a couple of years they tried to make it worth something to where it's like, hey, the winning league gets home field advantage in the World Series. That made no sense. What? So if a team wins 106 games, they have to rely on a one game in July to determine if they get the home field advantage? That never made any sense to me. But at least the game is competitive because you can't lollygag a baseball game. You can certainly lollygag in an NBA All-Star game, and certainly do it in the NFL Pro Bowl. But in baseball, the second the pitchers start throwing hard, the batter's not up there swinging with his eyes closed and, you know, running up there with a clown mask on. They try. So, but will I watch it? No, because there's just nothing about it. It's just another baseball game with a lot of good players. I really don't. I'm probably not going to tune in, to be honest with you, but... When you compare the three, at least it's an actual game that's watchable, for sure. But baseball is so far behind the NBA and the NFL in their marketing, their sport. They are falling way, way behind, and I don't know if they're ever going to catch up. And a lot of that has to do with the times and the the world that we live in now and the attention span of people. People just don't want to watch a baseball game. It's very boring. 
NFL is action-packed, people hitting each other. NBA, five-on-five, fast-moving. And baseball is just, it's not America's pastime anymore. And it's getting just absolutely obliterated in the ratings by the other two sports. And I don't see that changing anytime soon because there's nothing you can do to make baseball as exciting as basketball or the NFL. You just can't. So that's my thought on that. Thank you all for listening to today's Daily Roundup. And we will be back once again tomorrow. Check out my column on the recap of today's well, last night's episode of The Bachelorettes. That's on realitysteve.com. And if you're interested, get your reader emails in. Email me at steve at realitysteve to get your reader emails in to appear in tomorrow's column, which is up every Wednesday with your reader emails. So thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you tomorrow. See you.